Action Monday returns to overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. And it's going to be a less joyous episode of the program than it's been the last couple of weeks. But we will carry on. We will do what we need to do to bring the people of Jacksonville the information they need. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton, ESPN 690. The broadcast, Don, Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Came in here talking about syrup. I have no idea what that means. Syrup. Syrup. No. No. Syrup. Syrup. Bro. Syrup. There's a, listen, man. Aaron? When you break down the Latin derivative of where syrup came from, it is syrup. It's syrup. We're going to have to get a ruling on that. Anyway. Okay. We'll get one from Aaron before he leaves. He's still here behind the program. Aaron Schachter's still in the building from okay. Brighton Friends. We'll get it. Aaron, they still got you volunteering around here, man? They do. He's still. I got to talk to somebody. Let me talk to Jim. Talk to Jimmy. There you go. You work on that. Yeah, and, man. Uh, I, got you. I got you, Aaron. Yeah. At least somebody's uh, got his back. Anyway, overreaction Monday. We start with the Jags. Brian, here's the thing. Here's what I like to do on Mondays, right? I've given my thoughts on the station a little bit. I will, I will give them on this show, obviously. But I feel like it's only right to start with the broadcast. Don, you watch the game. Not as much texting back and forth between the two of us. I know you thought I was playing FIFA, but I was indeed watching the football game. But I'll, I'll give it to you, Brian Milton, to start the show on Overreaction Monday. The floor is yours. The Jacksonville Jaguars lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. They refuse to run the football, at least with James Robinson. The quarterback turns it over. Quick math tells me a lot. The defense gave up some points, Brian Middleton. Where are you going to start with this Jacksonville Jaguar team that falls to 2-2 two and two after a loss to the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, Casey, usually when you do this, you're, you know, you're usually um, a part of the show. So you know how this goes. I'll be like, hey, Casey. Oh, I'm ready. How did you guys uh, kind of flesh this out during the, uh, the main show? And then before you can answer, you know, then I'll try to give, you know, an opinion. But... I usually like to get a benchmark, right? Just just where you guys are at. Because personally, me, and see, this is what I'm telling you I'm about to do what I just yes. said I was going to do. That's personally, right. me, I can find the silver lining in anything. Huh? I One of my personality traits is cheerleader, and not because of my tumbling skills. All right? My like optimism is through the roof. You're telling me a team that's been on the road three of the last four weeks? You're telling me a team that nobody expected anything from other than maybe, maybe four, five, six wins, maybe? You're telling me a team with a second-year QB that's really, this is his rookie year. I don't care what people want to say about him being on the field. The whole urban saga, this is his first year being under a competent coach. You're telling me a team that went on the road with who we think is a Super Bowl contender? A team that had multiple fumbles, multiple turnovers. A team that didn't look right a lot more than they did look right against Philadelphia. Still had a chance to win it all in the fourth quarter. And Philly won by a possession. And you want me to think poorly of the team? You want me to worry? You want me to get on to somebody? Now, I can be critical, right? Self-improvement is about reflection. Self-improvement is about making sure that you don't do the same mistakes continuously. Because good decisions, good behaviors, Casey Kurtz, are compounding. But so are bad decisions and bad behaviors. But if you're going to ask me top of mind what my first thought is, Casey, yeah, I am optimistic. Because even with all of the poor things that you kind of just lightly touched on before you gave me the floor, the team was in it. And something that I always say, 
Good teams, what do they do? They beat up on bad teams when they're supposed to, i.e., you know, the last couple of weeks with the Colts and the Chargers. They do it in a dominant way. Wasn't any question. Mm -hmm. They also find ways to stay in games or have a chance at the end. In games, they should have no chance in. The game should not have been that close. I know they went up 14-0 in the beginning, but once Philly got rolling in the second quarter and the things that were happening, you were just like, if you just looked at not the score, but like time of possession, certain ways of, uh, you know, how possessions ended for the Jags versus Philly, you'd be like, oh, Philly was up, you know, it was like 30 to 14. No, 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 no. So I'm optimistic, Casey Kurtz. Now, what say you and what say uh, the boys during 3 to 6 during the main show, the big show? Yeah, the boys said whatever they said. Listen, here's what I hate about this, Brian. And I hate to be positive, guy. Like, it's positivity and me, that's we true. don't go together. Oh, that's true. But oh, that's so I true. I hate the fact that I agree with you. Yeah. Because you're right. I am. And I, I hate it. I hate to say it. But you're, they, they're overperforming. And they should have been blown out. Turning it over as much as they did, the score should not have been as close as it was. And they were in it. And even at the very end, uh, they only made it one play because it was another fumble. But they had the football with a chance to tie the game at the end of the game. It's incredible. And so the point, the other point you said, nobody expected much from them. And right now you're 2-2. Two and two, And the two games you lost, you are literally a couple plays away from winning. Right? So... At four games in, and yeah, the loss yesterday was awful. It still stings. Don't get me wrong. It's a tough and horrible loss. Man, you still have to feel good about it. If you're a Jags fan, I think, right? And and if you don't, please let us know. Uh, we're here for the people. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitch. If you think it's it's so much worse than I'm trying to lead on, please let me know. But I don't think it is. I, I think they're in a good spot. They... They have a lot of games coming up that they need to win, and that will define what they are. You're playing the Houston Texans. Got to beat them. You got to win that game. You, you ha- at yeah. home as that's well? At. Yeah, that's where they at. That's but, where they are at. I agree, Casey. Fun fact, Brian Middleton, they haven't beaten the Houston Texans since 2018. Okay. Isn't that wild? For some reason, I thought you were going to stop at 8. I'm so glad you no. added that Ian on in the end. No. I was like, really? I, I feel like I was there for one of those. Okay. It's been, it's been a long time. They they have to beat the Houston Texans at home. If they lose to the Houston Texans, all bets are off. It will it will not be overreaction Monday. It will be negative, uh, realistic Monday. <laughs> It'll be last year. It'll be, yeah. <laughs> true. You, you can't lose to the Houston Texans. Okay, so let me ask you this, and then, and, and then I'll, I'll throw it right back to you. But basically the first quarter of the season, Mm-hmm. It's over with. Yeah. I know they added that extra game, so yeah, we don't math gets that. a little wacky. And you hear, I, I, I'm almost assured that you guys said this earlier. But if they would have told you as a Jaguars fan that the Jags were 2-2 two two after the first four games, which included the Colts, the Chargers, Philly. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to take it. And you'd just be 2-2. Two and two. You, you get to pick which ones. But you were competitive. In all four. In all four. And this isn't a moral, you know, victory type. This not, But there is a difference between getting blown out by teams that are might be better than you or might not be better than you and losing because of you beating yourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, Phillies are a really good team, Casey. They we'll, are. We'll get more into that, you know, later on. You Still know, number one in the power rankings. I'll give you an yeah, early spoiler. I, nah, maybe. You know, maybe. I'm telling you they are. But Philly... Did a lot to win, I will say that, but the Jacks, they did beat themselves. They did. They did. 
Philly won that game and the Jags beat themselves. That's usually not, it's usually one or the other, but there were things that Philly did uh, physical, physicality wise. You just like, yeah, I might got tighten up. offensive line's a problem. You might got tightened up on that one. You know what I'm saying? But there are certain things you can point at for the Jags and you're like, hey, listen, if you, if you would have did this right here, even as poorly as certain weight, I mean, certain times went for the game, you could have snuck out with that win. So, again, I'm, go, I'm throwing it back to you, but that, the positivity with this right here isn't a moral victory type deal. It didn't look great, but, but great teams don't always look great. They usually look great, but even in these kind of matchups where you have to have that kind of consistency and mentally for four quarters as well because you know it's a battle, you're not going to be able to just, just step on their neck and then it's going to be over with by halftime or by the time halfway through the third quarter. The Jags did show you something. They they're going to go back out there, and they're going to figure it out. And, hey, this is the last thing, Casey, and then um, mm-hmm. back to you. Would you say that the Jags kind of remind you of Philly last year? I don't know how much of Philadelphia football that you watched, but I'm just talking about from highlights and kind of yeah. some things that I saw and what people were kind of expecting from Philadelphia versus what they were doing on the field. They're like, ah, maybe Jalen Hurts, maybe not. We don't know, but the team is kind of coming together. I mean, it, it, it might be we saw what Jacksonville could look like in the future. I mean, it's going to be a different you know scheme, offense, or whatnot, but I just mean like success-wise, what that looks like. Do you, do you think that at all, or you're not feeling that, that viewpoint? No, I think it's a good one because last year with the Eagles, right, nobody expected them to be – that good, right? I think if you did radio in Philly, you might have believed they were a playoff team. Very similar to if you do radio in Jacksonville this offseason, you thought there was a chance. And some of us didn't. Some of us believed in the Jags more than others. I was the only team to, or the only person to pick them to go to the playoffs, uh, at least on the three to six show. We'll rub that in as we go along. But yeah, I mean, they were a team that they won some games that they shouldn't have won. They they got on a roll. Jalen Hurst started playing well. And yeah, they found their way in the playoffs. So I think that is an, an interesting comparison. And they didn't play in a good a very good division. You had one team, really. Washington was not good, um, and the Giants were not good. So it's it's very it is similar. It's a good call, by the way, Brian Middleton. We'll see how it plays out. But they found their stride like at the end of the season, right? They won three of the last four to get in, four of the last five if you go even past. But what's important is the quarterback started playing well. Jalen Hurts started figuring it out. People were like, "Oh, Jalen Hurts for real." That's something that Jacksonville's going to have to figure out. To go back to your the point you were making a second ago. Before the season, would you take two and two is what you were saying. Yeah. And I think you absolutely would. But here's where the frustration can come in. And it's a weird thing, right? But I think when we saw Washington, Indianapolis, we thought two and oh. So if you look at it that way, only being two and two, again, reasonable and okay. Good, actually. But... I see why you could be upset by that. After you lose to Washington, now you give me that, right? Give me after you lose to Washington, you're 0-1, and you end up 2-2? and Yeah, I'm with you. That's a great start. And you, you would have to steal one in there, obviously, with a win to the uh, – if you beat the Colts, you have to steal one of the two, which they did. They didn't really steal. They dominated. But, yeah, I think 2-2 two and two is a good place to be. And you got winnable games coming up, so, yeah, they have to take care of that. But I like your comparison to the Eagles last year. I think it's a good one, and I think it's fair. We'll see how it plays out. But to get to that point, quarterback has to improve. Brian, he turned it over five times. Multiple times he just dropped the football. I. Are you going to be all right? I, I, hear I don't know. Okay, I, I don't wanna... know because I've thought about this all day, right? Uh-huh. 
Am I giving up? No. Was it a bad game? Absolutely. But the thing that I keep coming back to is that I've said it a bunch today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again right here. The two things that I can't get out of my head, Ryan, the inconsistency from Trevor week to week and the just disregard and care for the football. I go back to the throw against Washington. I still can't wrap my head around why he threw that football. The first fumble yesterday, like Brent wants to justify them all. I'm not going to justify them all. I will justify the first one. It was weird, right? He's running right. Ball falls out of his hands. Okay, whatever. But you can't let it happen again and again and again and again. And the interception was bad as well. I think Christian Kirk should have done better on the route, but I digress. The point of the story is they, Aaron said it earlier, they will go as Trevor will go, which is true. But if he's this inconsistent, because we've had two good, one horrible, and whatever you give Washington. If you give it a C, I'd agree. If you give it a B, I could take it. If you gave him a D, I could go with that. So there hasn't been a level of consistency that you're used to, at least for the last two weeks. We thought that we were there with the quarterback. We're not. We took a step back last week. Everybody has bad games. I'm not trying to over be over dramatic with it, but I think the two things that keep coming back are the consistency issues and the care and the safety of the football. Because when I watch it, I'm like, he has no care for the football. I mean, after you fumble three times, maybe hold it with two hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, again, that's nitpicky. But that's, and uh-huh. I, I want you to talk about it, but the reason that I go there is because that's the only problem I have with it. The receivers didn't play well yesterday, but they played well the first three weeks really well. And they didn't have Zay Jones. Jamal Agnew yesterday was great. Can we clap it up for Jamal Agnew, please? Friend of the show, Friend Jamal of the show. Agnew. Sort as of. a matter of fact. We talked to him one time. It's okay. Uh, listen, the Jamal Agnew was great, but nobody really did much yesterday, okay? But I have to be critical of the quarterback because when I look at these other positions, I'm like, you know what? They're going to be okay. I even feel that way about the defense. Brian, I can't get over the quarterback yesterday. And I'm not going to let it go. Clearly. And should you let it go? I don't think so. Here. Yeah. I think you got to see more before you can let it go. I'm not letting it go. You're not letting that uh, commander I'm like going on. Uh, an elephant. You don't forget nothing. That's a good one, but it's not. What? Uh, like a bad refrigerator. I'm like you can't Elsa in Frozen. I'm uh, not letting it go. Uh, Thank there. you, somebody. Okay. Anyway, go on. Talk about the quarterback. Yeah, well, it's not good when you get the little facts. I, I don't know if it was ESPN or Twitter. I didn't fact check it, but it, it said that, you know, Trevor was the first player in NFL uh, history this century, excuse me, this century to lose four fumbles in a game. So that's that's not good. Uh, but, hey, he, like, his ability to protect the ball in order to protect possessions, uh, protect field position, it's vital. And he knows that. Hey, he He's not – yesterday, I believe, compounded bad, went to worse, went to worse, went to worse. There's certain days I think people just don't got it. Casey Kurtz, you call yourself a GOAT, you know? You, Others I, call I've me called you the white Megan the Stallion of Jacksonville Sports Media. It's even a button. You know what I mean? Hit after hit after hit after hit, okay? Yeah. You on Monday Morning Madness. Yes. You on, you on Brent and Friends. I am. I'm one of the friends. You know what I mean? You on uh, Kurtz and Middleton I overtime. Am. You know what I'm saying? You on the Friday night high school football blitz show. It's true. Okay? 
added some more words on that, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I got you. You'll be You're on game week. day live. I am. Okay? There's going to be certain days you just don't got it. It's true. And even on those days, because I can tell, even on those days, Casey Kurtz, you come with it, and it's still a respectable performance. I appreciate But you that. could do better. I could. And I think this, well, I'm going to take this back. Every now and then, though, <laughs> it'll even be like, whoa, you know, Casey, you know, get some more sleep or play some more He's FIFA. Or yeah. don't, or, you know, or don't do that. You know what I'm saying? But my point is, more times than not, you're going to be on. And where you started at last October, compared to now, you would even agree, even though, you know, you don't like to take compliments or give I yourself don't. any compliments, that you're extremely better a year later. So I would liken that. I would like that correlation to happen with Trevor Lawrence as well. We've seen improvement in certain things, even some of the things that we were trying to figure out about him last season. And I think a lot of people still give him a pass from last season, even though we're four games into this season. And I think rightfully so. He knows he can't fumble the ball that many times. Yes. He knows that if he kills the drive, I think there's an extra element of demoralization that happens because he is the face of the franchise. He is the leader of the team, the leader of that offense. Like, he can't do those things. And he said it as much, you know, in his postgame. Yes, he does. So, though, I think it's acceptable to get on him about it. I mean, hey, he's getting paid a lot of money to not do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He understands that, and I think it will get better. So we can talk about it for a moment, but I'm not going to dwell on it. Okay. I don't let that commander's thing go because, you know, if I, if I, I dwell on it, my blood pressure going to go up high. You feel what I'm saying? My blood pressure has been about 125 over 80 for a minute now okay, post-transplant, so I'm trying to keep it that way. Yeah, yeah, you feel yeah. what I'm saying? I got to let that go. I don't, yeah, I don't want you to get worked up. I'm with you. I'm with you there. I'm not going to let it go. It's too late. No, I'm just playing. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, here's the thing um, with that, and it's – I go back to last year, right? And at times, me and Brent would chuckle about the interceptions against Tennessee, right? It was the game Urban got fired after, and they had nothing going. And we made jokes like, oh, Trevor's just like a word I can't say on the radio, blanket, and I'm going to go make a play. And he threw an interception. And we would be like, ah, well, you know, it's just he's trying to make a play. But now, after this, I'm looking back at that, and I'm like, was he trying to make a play or is he just not safe with the ball? You know what I mean? Like, did he really just, was he thinking in a nothing to lose mindset or is that how he plays? So I think you still have things yet to be seen there. Doug Peterson's going to play huge in this and coaching that out of him. But I think that's a, like, if you have that concern, I do. I'm not saying you do, but I'm saying, Hey, it's something to watch. But part of that is because they come, you come out of a game that they lose. And outside of that, I'm not that upset about a lot of the other things that happened, right? They got bullied around a little bit by the Eagles' offense, offensive line specifically. They might be the best in the league. It, it was a matchup that you weren't going to be as good in, and we knew that going in. So I'm not that mad about how that played out. But there's not a lot of other things you can point at. The receivers did not play well, but I don't think the receivers are bad. The tight ends, again, you got Dan Arnold involved a little bit. That was cool. Evan Ingram, whatever. It was just not a banner day. For a lot of the team. But I think they're in good spots, which is why the question I have comes from the quarterback. Real quick, uh, before we go to break on YouTube, uh, YB said, when we beat ourselves, we lose. Nobody beat us yet from a talent standpoint. And I actually extremely agree with that. You handled the Chargers. You handled the Colts. They're more talented than Washington. Week one, it didn't start well. Um, they figured it out, but again, they beat themselves. I agree with you. And then they definitely beat themselves yesterday. The Eagles played well, right? The Eagles won the football game. Give it to them. They made plays when they had to most of the time. 
but they beat themselves. I agree with that. So I think that's a good way to look at it. Again, I'm not telling you how to think if you're a fan because everybody can feel a different type of way of what they saw. I know some people aren't positive like me and you, ironically, are on the same page about. That's fine. You don't have to be. But I think it's a fair point that, yeah, they beat themselves so far, and they're really – they're 2-2. Two and two. In my estimation, they're not that far from 4-0. No. Yes, of course. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. And – as these guys continue to grow as a team, I, I, I hate using the cliche, learn how to win. This, that's not what they need. To, this game doesn't foster that response from me. But it's in the family of that, if, if that makes sense. It's in the family of that kind of phrase. It's, it's when you're dealing with an opponent that's just as good as you. And I'm talking about somebody who you probably would see in the playoffs if they were in the AFC or maybe, you know, in the Super Bowl. It goes back to this is a four-quarter type of game. You can go up 14-0 on the Colts with the team that the Jags have, and, hey, hey, guys, I, like we already know, we can go ahead. We, not cruise control per se, but, you know, th- there's not going to be that much of a pushback. You can't do it with a team like Philly, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't do it because that second quarter showed, hey, man, well, we in for a fight, and we at home. And the conditions suit us just a bit better. And I'm not making excuses. That's just kind of what it was. So, uh, uh, yeah, all in all, Casey Kurtz, I think two and two going into a season where most Jags fans would be happy with six, seven, over the moon for eight wins, Mm -hmm. which would still be under 500. I think just take a deep breath because we both said it as well. There's going to be valleys this season. I know we look good. And we we should think that we look good. We do look good. Mm -hmm. I think we got great players. But there's going to be valleys when you're dealing with a team that's come together. It's still a new head coach. Still got a young QB. Still got a young team mainly overall in some key positions. So, you know, take a breath. That's what they're doing. And we get back on the field on Sunday against the Texans and see how things kind of shake out. And it's a good stretch coming up for the Jags. We will talk about that when we come back. around the NFL overreaction Monday, all kinds of other things as well. Real quick, though, uh, Dominic on YouTube, Eagles are easily more talented in key spots. And I don't want to try to overshadow that. I agree with you, Dominic. I think that's a good point. And if I was trying to lead that point on, didn't mean to, right? They're more talented on the offensive line, there's no doubt. Best offensive line in the league. Right now, more talented at the quarterback position. Jalen Hurts is more talented right now. I agree with you. But I think I think the Jags beat themselves, right? I don't look at that game and come out of it saying, oh, the Eagles dominated them. That's not what happened. They made some, some bad plays at bad times outside of the quarterback. We know about those, but they couldn't stop the run at times, and you knew they were going to run the football, right? That's got to be better. So the Eagles are more talented in some positions, I agree. Jags are pretty talented when they're clicking. I think the weather played a huge factor in that. I think the play calling was a bit sus. I don't like it. It's the first time I've been critical of Doug Peterson's play calling. James Robinson, where was he? What happened there? Um, but the Eagles are a talented team. There's no doubt. I have them number one in the power rankings. We do that on Tuesdays, by the way. We'll do it again. And spoiler alert, the Eagles stay at one in the power rankings for me. I'll, we'll do the rest of them tomorrow. Eagles are a very good team. They should be getting their credit. They're 4-0. They, they found multiple play, ways to win. Jalen Hurts has thrown it. They ran it yesterday and played defense. So, you know, I'm with that. I'm with that. The Eagles are a talented team. There is no doubt about it. We take a break. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. We're back right after this.
overtime. Kurtz and Middleton, ESPN 690. We doing it on an overreaction Monday. Yet another one. Plenty of them still to come all season long. We will overreact. We will maybe underreact. Maybe we will just react. And we'll do it all season long. I like overreaction Monday, Brian Middleton. It's good. It's nice. I was just overreacting to you a little bit on my FIFA game since I got the new one. Ho! Oh! You nice? Nobody wants to see me in FIFA. I Whoa. promise you, you do not want to see me. Look, man. Listen, I promise. I just gotta get my hands this. on the on the controllers for a little bit. That's it, man. We got some stuff in the works, though. You know what I mean? We gonna see. Yeah, we gonna sooner see than it. later within the next, see. I guess, six months. Because yeah. you know, twenty twenty three is coming in. I can't say before the end of the year. But yeah, if you if you play FIFA, stay tuned because you're gonna get an opportunity to get just whooped on by me. And I'm not. I like. I'll be an MLS team. Like I'm not even worried about it. Anyway, let's move on to uh, back to the Jags off of FIFA. Back to the Jags. I have a couple of other thoughts, Brian, and uh, we'll start with this one. You're high on the defense. You like the defense. Very them, much. So. Call them potentially top three, top five. The boys, no debating. Why do I watch a game where they don't look great against the run? They actually look bad. Uh, they give up 29 points, right? A lot of points. And I come out of the game, I'm like, nah, they're fine. Like, that's truly how I felt. They gave mm-hmm. up some points. But I, I'm like, okay, I'm not worried about the defense at all. Is that weird? Am I the only one? I'm not worried about the boys at all. No. No, it's not weird. Um, so on the surface, I'll say I agree with you. But for the sake for uh, of entertainment and compelling uh, radio, let me just take the opposite viewpoint first. Why should you be worried? Well, you know, it it was a it was a physical game, and we knew that it was going to be physical when you when you looked at the matchup. You saw how not only how the Jags were playing, but how Philly was playing against their opponents. Um, add to that. The weather conditions, which I wasn't following until game day live, and you know Brent yeah. was talking about how it's a you know nor'easter. He didn't say that, but it was rainy, it was windy, and so that's usually conducive with being more physical because you're probably not going to be slinging it around 50, 55 times. Yeah, yeah. slinging it around, and um, and so you knew going into this game that it was going to be one where people's metal was going to be te- uh, tested where they're, they're, they're hard, they want to, uh-huh. because there's going to be a lot of, lot of banging in between, you know, the, <laughs> between the tackles, in between the lines. True. So uh, that being said, when you see some of the ways that Philly really was able to move the ball on the ground, if I was going to be worried about something, that would be it because the Jags, of course, going into it, number one against the run. Um, that has changed, I'm sure. I have not looked at the rankings, but I'm just going to assume that it changed. You would think. Uh, but Philly is one of the best running teams as well. So, again, maybe it was just their day. All of that being said, I think that when you look at the end result, and I hate to keep going back to this point, the fact that the, the Jags still had a chance to win the game, Casey Kurtz, you can go back and make adjustments. Yeah, You can go back and, I don't know, pick somebody up or, you know, change a scheme here or there. You can do those things. And if you do those things down the line, let's say you meet Philly in a Super Bowl. I'm just saying hypothetically, this isn't even overreaction Monday. You know that there's some changes that you can make in order to stop Philadelphia's onslaught on the ground. You know, the, the big thing that... I didn't see the Jags have to do, even with their chance to win the game. They didn't really make Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts helped beat them, but they never made him consistently 
have to try to beat them with his arm, like throwing the ball. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. And that that is, if you're going to say Jalen Hurts has a weak spot or something where you would rather him do, yes. I'd rather him, yeah, make him drop back, scan, go through progressions, three step, five step, seven step, whatever, had ten steps, whatever, and and beat me that way. Pick me apart with your accuracy and your arm in this rain. And because that didn't happen, that leaves a big what if. What if they didn't make him do that? Does that change the, the momentum in the game overall? Does that give us an uh, advantage? I think it does. But anyway, I'm with you ultimately, Casey Hurts. I'm not worried long-term about this defense, but this does show some things that Caldwell and the defense and Doug Peterson are going to have to just sure up moving forward because other teams are seeing this as well. And if they have some semblance of a running game, they're going to try to do it as well. Yeah, so here's the thing. And, by the way, the play that they almost beat the Jags with with his arm, and it wasn't really his arm, it was A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown almost made an incredible catch. Tyson Campbell on the coverage on that play, I don't know if you remember, in the end zone, it was like bobbling around. Both guys had like one hand on it, uh-huh. and Tyson was just like, nah, bro, you're not making this play. It was an incredible play. So that was the almost play with Jalen Hurts, but again, that was more on A.J. Brown than Jalen Hurts. But uh, on YouTube, which, by the way, we you can listen there if you get home, if you're listening on your way home, uh, from work, we appreciate you. If you're on the stream, we appreciate you as well. But if you're in your car, you're like, man, I want to stay with the boys. Listen to what they have to say. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, just search ESPN 690. And Dominic, who, Dominic, I feel like I've never seen you in the chat. Now, Grand, I'm not always looking, but I appreciate you. And if you've been here more than just now, uh, my my fault. I will own that one. But me and Dominic on the same wavelength right now because it was a bad matchup going into the game. Like, we, they have a massive line, and the Jags – don't have the big humans up front to compete there. They're good at stopping the run because of Devin, in my opinion, of Aluakin and Devin Lloyd, and you have Josh Allen and Walker who can help. But you've got Fadakasi, obviously. You have Devon Hamilton and Gotsis, but there's not a lot of depth there, right? So you don't have the big humans, and they have a line that can push you around, and they did that. So it was never going to be a good matchup going in to stop their run. And then you have you add Jalen Hurts into it, and it's just a whole mess. But another point that Dominic bring, brings up, which is a extremely fair one, nobody's running the ball like that in this conference, right? In the yeah. NFC, they do that. Okay, great. In this conference, Baltimore maybe, right? Baltimore's going to run it, but it's a different it's a different animal to me, right? Baltimore, I'm scared of Lamar Jackson. J.K. Dobbins can be a problem. I'm not super concerned about their offensive line. I could be wrong on that, but I'm not worried about that at this point in time. I'm scared of Lamar Jackson. Terrified, actually, to be exact. But outside of them, like, Buffalo has the power run, but it's with the quarterback. You know what I mean? And you don't even have to worry about that in the regular season. But Kansas City doesn't run the ball like that. You will play them. Damian Pierce looked great yesterday, but I, I'm come on. Like, I like Damian Pierce, but I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley, I said this this morning, you do play the Giants in this stretch. I'm not scared of the Giants' offensive line. They're not going to be pushing them around like the Eagles were. Saquon Barkley's a problem. It's the Derrick Henry effect. I'm not scared of the Tennessee Titans' offensive line. I'm a bit concerned about Derrick Henry. So that's a whole different ballgame for me. Tackle the running back, you're not going to get pushed around by the offensive line. Because Miles Sanders yesterday, he was good, but he is not the unstoppable force that Derrick Henry is, right? And I think that's what makes a difference. Their offensive line was just good they, they have a great offensive line there's no doubt about it but to that point and the point you just made I'm not worried about that happening again at least in the regular season now to what you were saying will teams look at that 
and be like, hey, you know what? This isn't really what we do, but we're going to try. Like, do the Texans come out? They're like, you know what? We're going to run it with Damian Pierce, and we're going to run it with Rex Burkhead, and we're going to see if that's really a weakness. I don't think it'll go well for them if they decide to go that route. They could. So will teams take that approach? We will see on that. Uh, YB Houston will get blown the dot, dot, dot out. I hope you're right. I hope you're right because that is going to – it's a good segue. I know we have to break because we're up against it. But uh, let's talk about this when we come back, Brian Middleton. The Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the New York Football Giants are the next three games that Jacksonville will play. The Giants have a winning record. Looking pretty good. It has not been sexy. If you have watched any of the Giants or you haven't, I will tell you, it's Saquon on first, second, third, and potentially fourth down. Daniel Jones threw for like 71 yards yesterday. That's what this is. And woke up a winner once again, the third time in four weeks. Yes. So don't don't let the fool you. They've won football games. They figured out they love their coach too, by the way. But those are your next three games. Let's talk about it next. What does it mean for the season? This this is the season for me in the next three weeks. We'll talk about it right after this overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. We'll be right back. Action Monday continues on overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. Middleton is the broadcast on. Brian Middleton. They call him the broadcast on. Or the, with two E's, broadcast on if you're on Instagram. They also call me the FIFA killer out here. No, don't come don't. see me on FIFA 23. No, All right? Not Madden, not 2K, but definitely not FIFA. I do anything but that. I appreciate the fact that I sent Brian Middleton a picture of the FIFA game that I got. If you don't know FIFA for the PlayStation, it's the soccer video game. I can't assume everybody knows. And uh, Killian Mbappe is on the front of it. Uh, we've talked about him in Star Bench Remove. And I sent Brian a picture. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm about to be a problem for these people. And then uh, he replied, Mbappe looking rich as ever. I said, hmm. It's true. He is. I, I just appreciate your take on things. Yeah. yeah he's Google, Google the cover if you don't have the game. How much money do you get for being on the cover of video games? That's, that's a is good question. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh. got to be. Oh, yeah. No, no, absolutely. It's like it's so good for your brand, but like. It's like a name, image, and likeness, but for professionals. Like, yeah. you know, kind of what they've just been doing. And again, no shot at like the NBA or the NFL or Huge MLB. Shot. Huge shot coming. Well, people are playing FIFA in. I can't even oh, tell you how many countries. Go. Here right? we go. All right. Like, there, there's no doubt people are playing FIFA in a country they don't play Madden. So, like, I think being on the cover of FIFA, you would, in theory, make more money because it's everywhere. But you can't say that about 2K. 2K might no, be a lot closer than you think. No, 2K, yeah, might people be, be playing 2K. I'm, I'm, that's, why I said, that's why I said Madden yeah. and MLB. Oh, oh, no. MLB is way down. But they don't, you know, they don't play that in, in the U.S. like that. Yeah. No, it looks fun, though. It's not. You know, the show, right? You get to do stuff I outside was, of the stadium. I will smack you senseless, but, like, I don't want to. Hey, you can because I, I don't play. Like I've it's never not, played that game. I don't enjoy it that before. much fully. Like, it's okay. There was a video game, uh, uh, baseball video game on, I think it was, like, Nintendo, Super Nintendo or something like that, but it was, like, robots. Interesting. And when you would, like, try to steal a base, it would... It would be a battle all of a sudden. It would turn into a fighting game. Oh. And you could, like, one robot would be shooting, and the other, like, they both would That's have cool. weapons. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the game at all. 
I don't even know Robot if I made baseball, that up. It sounds like no, I think it. Uh, but it, it, it was a game though. I remember it was a okay. game it was like Nintendo. One of the anyway, Casey Curse. What are we talking about? Not video games, but I will tell you that you don't want to see me in FIFA. You're not the FIFA killer. Well, I'm the FIFA killer. I didn't say I wanted to see you in it. You don't. But and you would have to come see me because I'm the killer. A follow-up point that maybe people can relate to. You remember that football game Blitz? Oh, I was the truth on Blitz, though. Blitz was undefeated. That game was wild. Anyway. Blitz is a... They had to put a rating on it. Yes, they As did. they continued making them. A pretty serious <laughs> rating. Kids. You had to have an ID. There was a, a certain direction to buy Blitz. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember. Such yeah, NFL game, Blitz man. was so great. Holy cow. The anyway. CTE was strong in that game. It's You have no idea. Okay. Uh, anyway... Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they play the Houston Texans this weekend, and that's what I want to talk about. Houston Texans at home. Indianapolis Colts on the road. New York football Giants at home. I could take it a step further and say the Denver Broncos in London because I don't think the Denver Broncos are that good. Javante Williams uh, apparently tore his ACL yesterday, and not apparently. It's been reported. I just haven't done a lot of research on it. I didn't see the play. But I do know that he's going to be out for the rest of the season, so he wants to deal with that, which is a pretty big weapon for them. But I will keep it with the Texans, the Colts, and the Giants. Am I overreacting on overreaction Monday that this is the season? You go 0-3 here, the season is dead. You go 2-1, you go 3-0, the season is alive. The season is great. The season might be the best one you've had, Bump, 17. Am I overreacting? I feel pretty good about it. If they go 0-3, so if they're 2-5 and five after these three games. You're dead. You're dead. Playing, playing Denver, again, not much of them. The Raiders, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Lions, who have scored the most points in the league. They won in three. I know. I'm just saying. Like, that's not a stretch that I, like, if you lose all three, you're dead. I Like, I won't even listen to the nonsense. If you do not win the game of these next three, you're dead. It's over. The dream is dead. What what dream? What's the dream? See, that's, we got to reset. Division? What's the dream? Do we, winning the division? So you reset your dream after these first four games because that was not on your lips. But you got two anybody. division games here. You lose those two, you're dead. But I'm at, but the dream I thought the dream was, hey, win six, seven, eight games. That dream is gone. They should have. So a, you reset the dream. That's what I'm I saying. I reset the dream. Okay, well, tell the rest of us, Casey Kurtz. The division. Win it. The wild card at the bare minimum. Okay, well, hey, listen, if you're just resetting dreams on the fly, I you am may want to send an email. all the dreams. I saying. will copy you in on the email. Yeah, next time, CC, please. So is the season dead if they lose these games? Like, what is is this a as big of a three game stretch as I'm making it? Or do you do you push back? Yeah, I mean it's it's good for radio. Sure. I it, listen, my dream hasn't changed. If they that is true. if they get consistent. if they get to six or seven wins, this was a good season. Like this was a good season. And I understand because of how they played, now the division is in sight. Even though the Titans have tightened up. I'm not worried about the Titans. Yeah, I know I know you're not worried about it, but you know they they've clawed back to five hundred. But I get it. If you have switched to what could be after at the start of the season, leading up to the regular season, most people being like, hey, I just want them to be competent and be competitive in most of the games and win more than two games in the season, then, yeah, to you, the season would probably be dead. It'd probably be all for naught. But for us individuals who understand and have perspective, Casey Kurtz, about what it takes to become great, 
just in general, I'm not saying you don't know how to be great. I take that part back. What I'm saying is the goals aren't as lofty for me, for the Jags. Anything past seven wins, dare I say eight wins, I whisper that one, eight wins, is icing on the cake. A division, that's not, that's icing on the cake. Be, be competitive in all these games, get to six, seven, eight wins, and we'll, we'll run it back. We'll run it back next season. So are you making a bigger deal of it than what it is? I don't think so because I think there's probably more people that have gone onto your boat than have remained at the bench point and having benchmarks saying, hey, six, seven, eight wins. So, no, you're not making a bigger deal of it. But uh, thank you. But here's the thing. You come just uh, you come out of it with two wins, two and one, four and three, feeling great, feeling alive. It, it just like that makes the path easier. You come out of this at four and three. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm picking them to win the, beat the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos are very good. I've said that a couple times, but London, you throw all that in, okay, maybe they're playing better at the time. You got the Broncos, you got the Raiders, you got the Chiefs. I'm sure as heck not picking them to beat the Chiefs on the road. Like, I'm not doing it. You win one of those games with the Broncos and the Raiders, now you're up to five. Ravens, Lions, Titans are the next ones. You beat the Lions, maybe, you get to six. Titans is seven. At the end of the season, you got the Texans again, you got the Titans again, you got the Jets, you got the Cowboys. Like the path just gets more and more clear. But if you muddy it up here, you go one and two, you go zero oh and three. It's dead. Like they, they have such an advantage right here with this stretch of games. Granted, they're coming off a tough loss where the quarterback didn't look good and the defense gave up twenty nine points. But you got to take care of your business. They are more talented than the Houston Texans. Okay. They have proven they're more talented than the Indianapolis Colts. They're more talented than the New York Football Giants. No pushback, right? I haven't watched the Giants closely enough. I haven't watched the Giants closely enough. Man, I'll give you 45 oh. guesses. You can't tell me who's playing the receiver for the Giants right now. It's, it's not Sterling Shepard. It's not. It's not. Uh, what's my boy that ran off? Uh, Galladay. It's, no. It's not him. Uh, so, you know. Tanner Hudson. There you go. Daniel Bellinger's the tight end. Uh-huh. Richie James. Yeah. David Stills. Okay. The three and one David Stills, by the way. But they're not say, more talented as a team. I get it, Casey Curse, but anybody can get God on any Sunday. Got me saying cliches out here all, it's all true. show. It's true. And they're three and one. So there's something there. It's, it maybe, okay, maybe the team isn't as talented. Is the coaching staff more talented from top to bottom? Because they ain't just out here just lucking into three out of four wins. That's what they're not doing. I'm not a Giants uh, connoisseur. I don't know. What I'm saying is, Casey Kurtz, they probably are not going to go on 3 I'll put that on the table. But if they did, it's still a long season. Three games from now is what? That's seven games. You still have ten. Ten more games to go. It's good math. People get hot all the time. They do. But and the Jags, I think we can all agree, have an offense right now, barring catastrophic injury, that, hey, why can't they get hot as well? True. It's true. Listen, man. Uh, by the way, Dominic, uh, he just said in the in the chat that the Giants are cheeks. And I don't disagree. And by the way, the Giants are going to come in here off games with the Packers and the Ravens. So I think we're going to be saying that 3-1, and one, you know, the dream of 4-1 and one or even 5-1, and one, that'll be gone. They'll be a 3-3 three and three team when they get here. And they're going to leave a 3-4 and four team. Like, they're just, they're, uh-huh. they're not on the level. And that's the thing. The Jags have to take care of their business when they are more talented. Absolutely. That's and what great teams do. Casey. It is. It is. And they will have to prove that. I know what you're thinking. Is overtime over? Usually you guys go for an hour. Not today. Not today. Not on a Monday. 
We've got football coming up in just a bit, Monday night of the variety. We'll get you set for that. Uh, we got some other things to talk about. We'll go around the NFL, maybe some college football as well. As we go to the power half hour on overtime, we take you till 7.30, Monday night football coming up th- at 7.30. But until then, it's Kurtz and Middleton. More overtime right after this.